I hope that these last number of weeks throughout these, this preaching series that we're growing in the conviction of the implication that the resurrection had on, has on our lives. That Jesus is risen, and if we live with the victor, it has implications on our life. Last week, we looked at the fact that if we're living with the victor, it means that we're living with hope, that one has a future, an outlook on the future of the hope because of the resur resurrection happened, that it impacts how the present and how I live. This week, we're looking at living with the victor means that we are living in peace. Our text we hear today is the Gospel of John, John chapter 14, where Jesus says, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Not of the world, not the peace that the world gives that I give you. And he says, your hearts are to not be troubled. I hear that and I say, and I think, and I say, what do you mean I can have peace? What do you mean no troubled heart? Like, where do I sign up for that? Maybe it's especially because these last number of weeks is, I've been especially, and I'm, I'm, an, I'm an analytical, right? I'm, my mind, I can never turn off. So I feel like I am gonna, you know, always struggle with worrying and being anxious. And, but it's especially the case the last two weeks. I've even more so, I'm noticing myself a lack of peace. And I can tell you, I haven't been living with the victor because I've been in such a spot of worry and anxiousness and lack of peace. So no one else has to listen to the rest of this homily because I see an opening right here. That's who I'm going to be preaching to, me sitting right there. Because I'm seeking relief this morning. I need relief. And there's, there's no better spot than turning to God's word to find it in his peace. So what we need to do is we need to look at what, what is the proper expectation as it relates to peace. What is, what is Jesus' peace that he's offering us that's different than the world? And then thirdly, some scripture passages that at least I've been looking at these last two weeks as I've been especially worried, anxious, and having a lack of peace. And so first, proper expectation. C.S. Lewis, great Christian 20th, 20th century author, was once writing on the, the power of expectation. And he described the fact that if he had somebody and he was going to show them a hotel room and... And he tells the person, the hotel room, the room I got for you, it's the honeymoon suite. And the person walks into the room with that expectation and they don't see the, a spa and they don't see luxurious flush carpet. That person's going to walk into the room and say, what's this? But if you tell the same person and say, the room I got for you, it's like a jail cell. And that person walks in, they're going to walk into that same room and say, this is great. Expectation has an opportunity to make things worse. The same is the case, I think, for Christians, we can, because we know, we know, we know that Paul says, they have no anxiety at all. We know Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, and we're gonna look at here in a minute, that's on your sheet, are the saying, don't worry, don't worry about tomorrow. So then we can sometimes be in a spot, like I've been in the last two weeks, where it's, I'm, I'm worried that I'm worried. That I'm, I'm anxious that I'm anxious, or I'm sad that I'm sad. But that's, that's not the proper expectation because Christians need to know that there's a battle for our peace. There's a, there's a battle for our peace. Well, 
Well, what a, Father Mark, we're in this preaching series, Easter, leading with the victor, the victory won, the resurrection happened, and then why is there still a battle? Well, the best image that I have for that is similar to World War II. Victory Day was, victory was declared in World War II on May 8th, 1945, VE Day in Europe. And yet, even after victory was declared, there were still battles that waged in, in, in pockets throughout, throughout Europe. And there were still casualties. People still lost their lives even after May 8th when victory was declared. That's, that's where we're at in the course of salvation history right now. The resurrection happened, the victory over sin and death has happened, but yet there's battles that continue. And as the Bible talks about, the battle is against three. The Bible says we have the battle against the devil, the battle against the flesh, and battle against the world. The, the battle against the devil, that's the devil. Battle against the flesh, right? That's the battle against ourselves at times. I know the wrong, I don't wanna do it, but I do it anyways. That's the battle of the flesh. And then the battle of the world. And the battle of the world is the battle against the culture. That's the, that's the biblical mindset of the battle that continues even past the resurrection. But we need to expect that there's a battle for our peace. And if we, if we live as Christians without the proper expectation that the world, that the culture attempts to rob us of our peace, then things can be made worse. So that's where striving to live with a victor and living with peace, we can turn to Jesus' peace. The peace that Jesus offers, what's the distinction between Jesus' peace and the peace that the world offers? There's many of them, I just wanna name two of them. The first is this, the peace Jesus offers gives us peace with God. So on your handout there, you'll see the first verse, Romans 5.1 says this, therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What namely does Jesus' peace do for us? What does it give us? Jesus' peace gives us peace with God. We can't underestimate this point. Peace with God is everything. And it's only through Jesus that we can have peace with God. Because sin, we, we fall out of peace with God. And we can't have we can't have peace, we can't have the peace of God until we're at peace with God. And then we can have peace with others, we can have peace in our hearts, but it's critical that we're in peace with God, that we have peace with him. So the question for us this morning, like the first level, is am I at peace with God? The next verse there you see on your handout is Job 22, 21, says, obey God and and be at peace with him. Obey God and be at peace with him. In other words, if, if we're not obeying God, we can't be in peace, we can't be peace with God. So it starts here in the reality, the beautiful part is, is that we can have peace with God through Jesus' death on the cross. Secondly, the peace that Jesus gives us is peace that we can have even in the midst of trials, of suffering, of heartache. And this is, this is where Jesus in, in John chapter 14, he's talking to the apostles, the disciples who are about to experience suffering, trials, and heartache. 
Jesus is going to do that himself and his apostles are even going to go to death. And Jesus is saying, the peace that I give you, the peace that I give you, you can have in trials and suffering with this is really where the rubber meets the road. Because it's nice to say, okay, this is a nice idea of having peace. But what about, what about where I'm at right now? What about when my marriage is in a bad spot? What about when I'm worried about my kids? What about when I'm worried about finances and the stock market? What about then? Jesus says, the peace that he gives, one can have even in the midst of trials and suffering and heartache. I think a lot of times a, a common thought is people think that the way to have peace in the midst of all that going on is that I need to change my circumstances, right? I need to change my env environment. So I'm going to go on a trip or I'm going to, or, or drink or food or phone. All these things are peace that the world offers. They're good things. They offer peace, but they're a peace of comfort. And they're a peace that Jesus is saying, it's different than the peace that I give and that I offer because this peace is fleeting and it doesn't last. And as we all know, the experience, the experience that I had over the last number two weeks of what I've been especially worried or anxious, and I'll go to YouTube. And what happens? The peace, the, I'll have the comfort. I'll have some peace. But then we know it comes right back, if not worse, because maybe I'm just putting things off. The distinction, Jesus' peace we can have, but then it comes down to, well, how do I get it? Like, how does that practically look? Because there is that battle waging on. So that's where I just wanna look here lastly at just some verses that I've been looking at as it turns to peace these last two weeks that I hope that you can look at. You might be here this morning and say, well, I'm in a pretty good spot. I'm, I'm not in a, I, I have peace right now. Well, wait a couple weeks maybe, okay? <laughs> wait a couple weeks and then pull this out then. First one, this is Paul in Philippians 4. This is in Paul's kind of iconic place where he says, have no anxiety at all, have no worry at all, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And then right after this in verse eight and nine, he says this, as it relates to peace, he says, fill your minds with those things that are true and good and right. Think about things that are pure and beautiful and respected. If anything is excellent or if anything is worthy of honor, think about those things. So in other words, it, it sounds like the news, right? It sounds like the news. It sounds like our feed and social media. The, 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 a battle is being waged for our peace. Jesus says, the Bible says, think about these things. What are ultimately, it's a test of eight things. Good, true, right, pure, beautiful, respected. Ultimately, it's God. One cannot live in peace, the peace that Jesus offers, if they're not living the contemplative life. The contemplative life is the way, the only way to have the peace that Jesus is saying is the peace that I offer and it's different than the peace of the comfort that the world offers. It's through the contemplative life. Isaiah 26, three, the next verse there, it says, God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on thee and who trusts in thee. 
Why is that? Because when my mind is on God, when my, when my mind is, God, is on God and it's fixed on him, I remember his truths. I remember that he's trustworthy in the midst of the lack of peace and the worrying that I'm in. I'm worried about the kids. I'm worried about finances. I'm worried about this, this, and the other. That God is trustworthy. That he's in control. That he won't abandon me. That he's there. That can only come in and through the contemplative life. That's the only way we can have Jesus, the peace that Jesus is talking about. The next one there, I have three verses there from Jesus's iconic Sermon on the Mount when he speaks about, do not worry about tomorrow. I just want to talk about that one verse here, verse 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be worry for itself. Sufficient the day is its own trouble. How true is that? So uh, this isn't Jesus trying to be like a hippie, don't worry about things and don't plan. But he is saying, today's evils or today's troubles are enough for today. So control what you can control. Greg Maddox, the pitcher for the, pitcher for the Cubs, retired now. After a game, a reporter asked them, how did you pitch? And his response was 38 out of, or, or 73 out of 78. And the reporter asked, what, what are you talking about? He says 73 out of 78. Most pitchers, when the reporters ask after the game, how'd you pitch? They say, well, in the eighth inning, this, this happened and the, the hitter, you know, got me here. 73 out of 78. His point is 73 out of the 78 pitches left his fingers the way he wanted it to. That's the only thing he could control is having the ball leave his fingers the way he can, he can control. He couldn't control even if a hitter hit. If a hitter hit him or not. Control it. A lot of times we lose peace. I lose peace when I'm trying to control things that I can't control. Jesus says in Sermon on the Mount, sufficient for the day, its own trouble to take care of today. Maybe close with this last verse here, Philippians 4.13 that I've been coming through these, or coming to these last two weeks and refreshing in my mind says, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. We are in our world where there's a battle against our peace. When stressed, when worried, to know that we are capable of far more than we could ever think we, we could do. When we're with him, when we're strengthened by him, when I'm in the contemplative life and I'm connected with him and I'm thinking of God, when I'm connected to him, in the sacraments, when I'm being nourished with him in the Eucharist, when I'm obeying him, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. I can actually be in the spot of peace that Jesus has offered me that's unlike the world. If, if I'm in the perspective of Jesus is risen, he wants to give me peace, his peace, and so is to live with the victor.